Welcome to the rebound. But before we get into all the nerd stuff, uh, get some Macworld and underwear. I don't know what your problem is. I keep telling you every week pretty much to get some Macworld and underwear. You still haven't done it. If you have, you're the best. If you haven't, though, you are truly the worst. Uh, it's great garments, okay? All Mac Weldon products are crafted with natural fibers that have built-in performance capabilities, so they work hard. They have their own podcasts. They even have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, so they eliminate odor, which all of us could use. And they're shipped right to your door. The website's great. It's very easy to shop there. We all wear Mac Weldon on this show. We all love Mac Weldon on this show, some of us more actively than others. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your purchase if you use the promo code REBOUND. Again, it's MacWeldon.com, 20% off using the promo code REBOUND. We're also brought to you by the Caledonian Gambit, available wherever fine novels are sold. So go get that too. Which is not which is not the iBook store. <laughs> well, hopefully by the time the two comes out, it will actually be back yeah, in the iBook you, store. You might, might be able to find it. Uh, yeah, it's they it's it slipped through the cracks of those shelves. Those shelves are there very big. Yeah, there's a there's there a, was glitch. a glitch on. Oh, that never happens to anything. On so. release day. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Go figure. Delightful. delightful. Yeah. I got. I got to start saving. My, I got to start saving my money, right? Yeah. Oh, because you want what that new Surface Pro that Microsoft announced? Not that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely worth, not that. Worth a shot. Surface um, Pen. The new Surface Pen. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah. Yeah. No, WWC's coming up. Right? <gasps> WWC's oh! coming. Yeah, that thing. That thing. What do you what are you saving your money for that you think will come out of WWC? Well, just... I mean the rumor the rumor of course is some speakery thing. Do you, you know, are like you going to the ATM withdrawing a bunch of cash and sticking on your mattress between now and then? Is that I also I also need to I also need to sell my my MacBook Pro and buy and buy another one. Yeah, just to keep up to date. I'm I'm mostly curious about what Moltz spends on average after WWC each year. I would be curious about that number. Well, before, I mean, <laughs> well, does that include yeah. the the booze or no? <laughs> no he starts drinking, starts <laughs> drinking because he's like, oh, they replaced my other device. Ugh. Yeah, really. Ugh. I know, I don't think WWDC is really the like the big the big one for me. The fall is worse, I think. Yeah, well, there's <laughs> no they they've been talking about hard in the hardware announcements. There hasn't been a hardware announcement at WWC since 2013, and I believe that was the Mac Pro. So. <laughs> We all saw how that well how well that went. Yeah, yeah, it didn't go well. But so there hasn't been anything to spend money on for the last like three or four years because it's just been software stuff that's not right. even out yet. Yeah, yeah, and I think don't don't they have a well? I think they usually they used to do new MacBooks and and Macs. They, they've had a WWE variety of things. I mean, they used to do iPhones too. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, so yeah, a long time ago. It's like five years ago. It's not that long. <laughs> that's <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I don't think it's a hard, I think it's become a very, you know, as with like Google IO, which happened last week, it's become a very, you know, developer centric and a software centric event. Yeah. I, I, so let's, what's your, what's your wild, not wildest guess. Cause I don't want to like pine sky things. <laughs> like what's the thing that you're most excited about that may not actually be happening at WWC. I will start. I will be the first one to put his ass online. I am hoping for a massively over the back channel on this podcast dear listener you will never know but it's quite funny uh but i am hoping for a overhauled siri i remember so vividly i think it was actually like 
the unofficial Apple weblog that first was one of the two <laughs> wow. sites. Wow. Yeah. That, <laughs> that was one of two sites that published a rumor like the day of or the day before when Apple first announced Siri. And it was like late breaking rumor that you're going to be able to tell your phone to text people and it'll do that. And I remember talking to Dan and I was like, man, I want to believe. That's <laughs> what, what did we use? It was before Slack. It was like hip chat or something. I, was like, I want to believe linked to this rumor. And um, then it happened. So I want to believe now there's going to be like, that it's going to be a bajillion times better. That <laughs> they're just going to that Siri is going to just work <laughs> the way you want it to all the time. That's going to support way more things. A much more robust API for everybody to hook into. Like every music app can say, you know, hey, tell Amazon Music to play this song or whatever. And I just and that is more conversational, less jokey responses, which we've covered at length on this show. But like that's that's my big hope. I don't care about hardware. I want to have a much better. Always reliable Siri. That's my goal. That's my dream. Hmm. That's a good dream. It's a good dream. It's a happy place. (laughs) Brings a tear to my eye. Mm. That would be good. Yeah, I mean, because I just bought a laptop, so I don't don't need... (laughs) I don't need new laptops. I mean, I think it would be nice if they did it. And I really don't... If they they upgrade the MacBook Pro, which I doubt they'll... I kind of doubt they do, but they might. Um, I don't really care that much, frankly. I mean, I'm reasonably happy with what I have, so. Wow, that's that's very uh, enlightened of you. You know, and if I've had it for, you know, I will have had it for six months, so it's not exactly. I mean, I don't think that's, that's like, not, they've screwed me worse in the past. <laughs> I'm still thinking about the wildest dream things. Um, and the speaker thing, I just, I don't, I don't know that I care that much. I mean, you know me, I'll probably buy one eventually. I'll probably buy one eventually. I'll probably buy one eventually, but eventually, the moment yeah. it's announced. <laughs> when I when I finish refreshing the store so that that post-it note thing goes away. Yeah, right, that's, that's good. eventually. Right. That's what I mean. That's what I mean when I say that. Uh, well, fortunately, all these podcasts are recorded, so it's easy to make you eat your words. <laughs> Eventually, as soon as they're available. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Wildest Dreams. Uh, the rumor that Amazon Video is coming back to the Apple TV. Does that count as Wildest Dreams? Oh, I Dreams? believe that. That's, that's got to be for sure. I want that to happen pretty yeah, badly. I, I would like that to happen too. Mainly because I was over at my parents' house, and like they now have... I gave them an old Fire TV stick and my old Apple TV, and they between that and the stuff on their smart TV, like them trying to figure out where to watch something is a nightmare. And I want to just replace all of those with just the Apple TV with every service that they could possibly want on it. And if if Amazon does it, that will like take, that will basically cover all the stuff they're actually going to use. Cause it's like Amazon, HBO, Netflix, um, iTunes. There you go. Done. So I'm, I'm excited about that possibly more for them than for me. Um, but that's a, that's up there. I am excited about the Siri speaker, but I, I think part of that is contingent upon what Lex is talking about because otherwise, yeah. so Jason Snell wrote a piece over on six colors about like he, he sort of did a mock take on this is what the introduction of the Siri speaker could be like. And the big problem with it, having read it was, you know, just being like, this is great. And it's all totally plausible. But if this is what the announcement is, I will be a little bummed just because it will basically just seem like a this is the Apple version of an Echo or a Google Home, and that's fine. But I want I want them to push it a little more. I would love to see yeah. something a little more, um, you know, that's got an extra. I'm sure there is going to be a feature at least that is the one feature where I'm like, oh, that is why I need to buy it, and it will probably right, be something right, about right. interoperation with the rest of the ecosystem. But right. you know, is it is there going to be something that makes it compelling enough? Uh, that I'm speaking as someone who already has a Google Home and an Echo, 
want to run out and buy it i'll probably buy it anyways just because i'm going to end up writing about it uh and i do like oh. this category of devices but like and you I, love tax deductions <laughs> i um but I, but i want i want to love it yeah i want it's funny because my gut was to actually be like multi like yeah i'm probably not going to get it because uh, not for the same reason as multi but because i have the echoes and like i'm all in on the echo side um but then they're going to make it look cool and i'll be like oh maybe i should get one but my my expectation is actually that i will not get whatever it is yeah really that's, that's okay. my current prediction all right all right so we're all on different um, stages and this will all be like yeah, refreshing right. the store madly trying to order yes. it and see who gets it first <laughs> i got the second pre-order what do you think it'll cost <laughs> well jason theorized 349 which is oh no that's insane i think that's totally that- plausible <laughs> but i think it's if it has a screen i mean so the the echo with the screen goes for what 280 I think, think it's, it'll 280. Screen, it's 230, huh? 230. Is 230. Okay, so no lower than 250 is my guess for an Apple one that has a screen. Sure. If it has if it has a screen, yeah. I was not thinking it would have a screen. Yeah, I'm imagining no screen between 150 and 200. I wouldn't be shocked if they actually undercut the Echo Really? Price. Okay. Yeah. Cuz huh. they're I, behind. I would. Right? They're behind. <laughs> I but it's just not how they do it. It's not I their it's think, not their yeah, MO. I don't like, think they care. I think I they're going to they they're going to, you know, insist that it's a premium price for a premium product. Yeah, and Amazon subsidizes that price because they know that you're going to buy stuff with it. Wait, am I supposed to be buying stuff with it? <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to be buying I stuff with it. I never do that. Echo, go buy some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> buy a copy of the Caledonian game. No. <laughs> <laughs> we did that already. Yeah, I think we did that gag. Well, speaking of things that we have to sell, uh, in today's digital economy, my friends, customer experience is the new competitive edge, and the Couchbase Engagement Database is the only database specifically designed to deliver the brilliant experiences that keep modern customers coming back for more. Old school transactional and analytical databases can't deliver the exceptional experiences that customers expect today, much less the ones they'll demand tomorrow. But the Couchbase data platform is built on the most powerful NoSQL technology to give your web, mobile, and Internet of Things apps unparalleled agility, manageability, and performance at any scale. You can learn more at couchbase.com slash the rebound. Only the Couchbase Engagement Database is designed to deliver ever richer and more personalized customer experiences as your business innovates and grows. It supports millions of interactions while easily adapting to changing business requirements. It's always on and always fast with consistent high performance and built-in fault tolerance. It keeps your data secure everywhere and it has built-in smarts for highly personalized engagement it's right at home on premises in the cloud or as a hybrid and it gives users a seamless amazing and always on mobile experience are you ready to revolutionize your customer experience learn more at couchbase.com slash the rebound one more time it's couchbase.com slash the rebound it was like a year and a half ago that, that apple bought a um sergeant pepper in the band began to play no. Okay. Just checking. Uh, they bought what's this? Uh, Vocal IQ. Oh right. Which yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, so I don't know if that's something that uh, has gotten. I don't know. That seems like that seems like long enough ago that that might already be. <laughs> baked what was in. their uh, What was their supposed technology? Was it just uh, a it's better a, AI? Uh, natural language API. Okay. I mean, the natural language stuff they've used so far, I think, is main. So there's some stuff in-house. They've used nuanced stuff in the past for dictation and that kind of stuff. Although I don't know if they still do. I felt like I had heard something a while back about them right. eschewing nuance. They, yeah. yeah, I think they I think they did do that. Well, it makes sense because they, they love bringing stuff in-house rather than depending on... <laughs> outside third parties mm-hmm. for like key technologies and if they see this as a key technology which i am sure they do 
uh, it should. makes sense for them to hire to to buy him up. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's like I like <laughs> bread is a key part of my strategic right, right, resources. Right. I like to bring bread in house. Sandwiches are one of my key technologies. Yep, bring that um, in house. I often acquire sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's more of a talent acquisition, though. That's right. I acquired the person who makes sandwiches. <laughs> mm, nope. <laughs> I, you know, I know that Google has actually even just recently made a bigger push into its contextual responses. Like if you use the Gmail app across uh, mobile platforms, at least it Google looks at the kinds of messages you have sent to the recipient in the past and tries to help you pre-write your reply or at least kick off your reply. Um, and Apple does a couple of these kind of suggestions on iOS and they, I, it's taken almost like a year of them for me to get used to it. But like, if you start typing, I'm at, like, as if to say, you know, I'm at this address, it'll suggest your current address. Yeah. Or if I say, you know, you can call me at, it suggests my different phone numbers. So you can just happen yeah, or email me or yeah, right. I, I, it's gotten better too. I feel, I feel like it does yes. really learn about some words that i'm more likely to want to type too if i start typing a sentence and it's like you know it can it can pick up on the first couple letters and it seems to get smarter about suggesting words that i use um but it's yeah it's 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 gotten better i don't use it all the time i forget because i'm so engrossed in typing sometimes that i don't look up at those suggestions Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i know i I have that problem looking up at all <laughs> at the world yeah the phone is pretty engrossing i understand <laughs> <laughs> but i could imagine smarter things happening on that front right like i i really wanted siri on the mac i almost never use siri on the mac because i find it really annoying and i can truly never remember the key combination to trigger it and then it takes an extra second to listen and it makes me mad um but i feel like there's there's more smarts there on the like the way that Siri can understand and translate stuff, it feels like some of that is adaptable to things that I type. Like I could imagine in a quiet place, I would actually find it easier to have, you know, like when Fantastical sort of introduced type just plain text and we'll turn it into a meeting and now mm-hmm. most calendar apps do that. Like I could imagine having a place where I could type, remind me to do this at this time instead of having to launch the shitty reminders app. <laughs> and I could, I don't know. I just feel like there's more places for that kind of Siri-esque intellectual smartness or pseudo-intellectual smartness to help me on my phone. You say specifically with like typing, like so that's something Google added for their assistant, like the ability to type things, which makes sense in certain cases, but it's also, there's a lot of cases where I feel like that's slower than just going to the app and doing the thing. If you want to like type out a long query, like if I have to type out, remind me at this time to do this thing, like sometimes that feels slower to me than going to the reminders app and creating a reminder. Um, but I, I, it depends on how complex the task is. And there's certain like really basic language things that still kind of stymie Siri. Like, and I've mentioned this before, but like, Hey, add bananas and milk to my shopping list. You get one Mm. item that's called bananas and milk, right? Like (laughs) parsing, parsing multiple objects is very easy for people and very hard for computers. It's a solvable problem. Bananas and milk is my favorite breakfast cereal. (laughs) That's bananas and milk, not and. It's just the N with the apostrophes. <laughs> well, yeah. still. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you know, simple simple contact, like, things that are linguistically, you know, human brains are designed to do, but that computers have a much harder time with. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I was trying to send Lex a text using dictation the other day. I don't even know how to do this. Is there a way to engage caps lock using dictation? 
all caps on, followed by your expression, followed by all caps off. So the problem is that I tried doing both like caps lock and caps lock on, and it just wrote down caps lock and caps lock on. And I'm like, <laughs> I just don't know how to do this. And that's a problem. You should be able to know there's more than one way to ask for this thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. All caps on. But then when you want to dictate caps lock on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How do I dictate what a text to Lex? It's like, how what do I engage do? caps lock? <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> I, uh, the, the other one that I, one that actually has started working worse over time is you can also say cap to capitalize the first letter of a word. Like, are you going to, you know, cap the cap event and I should capitalize the T and E of the event, but much more frequently these days, I get things like, are you going to cat the cat (laughs) event or are you going to cat? My problem there is I write a lot of tweets about Captain America and that's just a non-starter there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you get 10 america with a capital t yeah seems like it or just a cat emo- a cat emoji america i don't know it's very confusing oh my gosh what if siri gets the ability to transcribe emojis that would be that's worth the price that of seems right totally there. plausible like that should be doable yes like i i lex you sent me a text last night which i was relating to some friends where i suggested something and you replied with vomit emoji but there is no vomit emoji so you just wrote vomit emoji yes (laughs) i was like okay yeah i can see where there's a situation where this would be more useful (laughs) you know how slack lets you add custom emoji yeah um my slack at work has no fewer than two vomit emojis (laughs) yeah that's the thing right you get used to those and then they're not everywhere yeah, it actually really is. And I really miss having... And there are some that are surprising. Like, I tried to send somebody a Scottish flag emoji because we have that in the incomparable Slack, and that's not a thing in in the standard emoji. I think it's... That might be one of the ones on the list for the next spec, but... And the other thing I miss from Slack is the ability to type, like, colon emoji colon and have it oh, automatically sub in. Oh, for. like, the name of it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess I could do that. It seems complicated. Text Expander has right. a whole emoji... Um, I forget what they call them, but like snippet folder that you can install automatically. It's pretty good. Okay, it's right. pretty good. And so I um, I make my own nicknames too. So like, and I I have autocorrect using it on my phone. You know, you can create keyboard shortcuts. But if I type colon hmm colon, I get that little thinking face, which is my favorite emoji by far. <laughs> and I have that working on all my devices. So wherever I am, I can type hmm with colons around it, and I get thinking man emoji. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that that is basically my face 27 percent of the day hmm. 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 you know i i gotta say i actually am uh, so maybe i don't think this is going to happen but one of the things that i would someday like to get is a, an apple keyboard you know like a bluetooth keyboard that has the touch bar yeah there had been mm-hmm. rumors about that and i i still think i think that's not out of the question if only because if they're only going to have the touch bar on one machine, its adoption right. is going to be super limited because, right. yeah, why why, yeah. why are developers going to spend a lot of time Not, writing to target only that machine? I mean, there, there's a yeah, decent amount of support already, but that would really make it more attractive, I assume. Yes, and it's but it's not rumored at all. See, the thing is, I mean, I use I use my um, my MacBook Pro probably like fifty percent out of the out of like a docking situation and then 50% in a docking situation where the lid is closed and it's connected to a monitor. And then I have, you know, the old Apple X, um, Bluetooth keyboard. Um, John, but- I would like along the same lines, but actually somewhat different. I would like a screen on the magic trackpad, like a display embedded in the magic trackpad. I actually feel like that would be more useful to me than the touch bar on the keyboard. Hmm. That's actually, I, I think that a touch bar on the trackpad actually <laughs> thinking emoji. 
<laughs> everyone <Yeah>. everyone <laughs> think emoji <laughs> no dan you you have me convinced because like that's if i'm gonna look for something contextual i don't look at the keyboard that i don't know I, i'm with you actually because my hand's already there my hand's on the mouse more than the keyboard unless i'm actively typing and if i'm typing i'm not going to stop and hit one of those contextual keys like I, I feel like having not used one more than like 12 seconds that the touch bar shortcuts you use often in non-typing circumstances yeah i think that's true i think that but you know like when i can use it for putting an emoji it's great um yeah. and then the, and then the other thing that i like to have it for is is a couple of you know like the few things well first oh the other thing is which i don't think they could do with the bluetooth with a bluetooth keyboard is touch id um, um i'm not convinced that's true because you can use touch id on your iphone to authorize stuff on your mac yeah so there's some secure wireless channel being used there so you can? i yeah yeah you can do that i've done that before to do what to buy things Oh, so when you when you have an Apple Pay thing on the computer on the Mac, you can I believe use Touch ID on the phone. I believe that's true, right? I've done it before, yeah. No, oh, if he's done it, before, I just I haven't yeah. I haven't been able to use Apple Pay on the web yet, and and on the watch. Interesting, fascinating. Yeah. So, all right, I would like that someday, but I it's not rumored at all, so I really doubt that it's going to happen in two weeks. Yeah, I feel like they're not going to want to do it until they can get a little bit of uh, haptic feedback of some sort into that Touch Bar. That's my mm. take. Because mm. that seems to be like the mm. primary complaint. <laughs> See, now <laughs> you have me thinking about that thinking damn emoji, emoji every single time. <laughs> it is literally how I think. I think in that emoji face. Uh, well, listen, while you guys are humming, we have one other sponsor that I would like to acknowledge. Springtime is a great time to hit the reset button and retackle personal goals like getting fit, cleaning, and cooking. By the way, just in case our listeners are curious, I am down like uh, four pounds thanks to getting fit, so now you know. Luckily, Blue Apron makes incredible home cooking easy and accessible by delivering seasonal recipes with step-by-step instructions and pre-portioned ingredients right to your door, all for less than $10 per meal. You can even customize your recipes based on your preferences, which is good for me because I'm a picky eater, and you can select the delivery option that's right for you. And there's no weekly commitment, so you only get deliveries when you want them. Some of the meals featured in May include, I hope you're hungry, beef teriyaki stir fry with sugar snap peas and lime rice, baked spinach and egg flatbread with sautéed asparagus and lemon aioli, three cheese and baby broccoli stromboli with tomato and oregano dipping sauce. There's a lot of words that rhyme with that one. I'm going to say it again just because it was funny. Like internal rhyme. It's like Lin-Manuel wrote this one. Three cheese and baby (laughs) broccoli stromboli with tomato and oregano dipping sauce. That's fun. Plus crispy salmon and roasted potato salad with pickled mustard seeds and creme fraiche sauce. Uh, I have been sent... Many Blue Apron meals. They are good. I have enjoyed cooking them with the family. Uh, my kids help sometimes. Lauren and I do it together sometimes. And the food is just good. Like, it's certainly better than anything I'm going to cook without Blue Apron's help. That's for sure. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash rebound. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash rebound. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Cody is also a big fan of He's Blue Apron. Very yeah, I see him. that dog is, is super happy he about is fired yeah. up. Good for him. Uh, apparently, Apple released its latest transparency report last night. I could see right through it. <laughs> God. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> What's the uh, emoji? <laughs> vomit. Vomit That's emoji. The vomit emoji. Yeah. The vomit yeah. emoji, yeah. <laughs> 
I'm not going to read this now. It's really... Oh, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I think you've ruined it. I'm going to read this. Di- oh, so, uh, I'm going to read, read this the, table the... of data about worldwide government device requests. Ready? Here we go. Asia Pacific. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> it's like reading the phone book. Did you uh, see that Verge? A lot of people are talking about that Verge piece about Anchor. Oh, yeah, I did see that. I haven't read the piece yet, although I instapapered it. Yeah. Tell us about it, John. Uh, well, they're just talking about how Anchor has like sort of slid in and become the... Uh, the low-cost peripheral manufacturer of choice for a lot of people and become very popular and part of the reason is because apple's peripherals are so ridiculously expensive i thought you were saying anchor like a-n-c-h-o-r and i was like isn't that some weird like text social networking thing nope this makes way more sense a-n-k-e-r thank you by the way companies make sure your names can be understood on audio just throwing (laughs) it out there Are you sure it's not on care? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, it might, I don't think they're, so. They're but. launching a line of uh, upmarket pre- premium accessories under the on care brand. <laughs> so I, 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 the reason I'm looking at the article again now, the reason I'm interested or surprised by it is because I don't have any of their accessories. Like really? I, I was familiar with them as a brand, but like I use like a, unless they own Jackery, which I don't think they do. I use Jackery external batteries. Point of order. Point of order, charge. by the way. Apparently yeah. in the second paragraph, it says he named the company Anchor after the German word for ship anchor. So there you go. <laughs> uh, I that, doesn't have, make, that doesn't make it okay. I have a... I bought recently one of their uh, multi-USB uh, plug uh, charger. I don't know what you want to call it. Like the, So it looks like an Apple white power brick and it's got a flip down pair of, you know, AC prongs and it's got four USB ports on it. Um, so I take yeah. that with me now when I travel and I need to charge multiple devices because it's the size of like one Apple power brick and it charges my that's the thing. iPhone, right, iPad, yeah. and Apple Watch. So that's great. I still have to bring well, three freaking cables. They sell a USB-C, <laughs> they sell a 65 watt USB-C thing. So right. that has four USB-A ports and then a USB-C port, I think. I I'll say that's the one. Maybe it's maybe it's three in one. Anyway, but it's like, you know, it's like 30 bucks, 35, 40, 40 bucks, something like that. And, you know, an Apple's power brick, it's like their 65 watt one is like you know, $80, $80 yeah. or something like that. And, it, you know, and it's just one USB-C port and it doesn't even come with a cable. Yeah, I wow. am looking forward to the switch to USB-C for charging laptops, if only because it will get more competitive in that space in a way that it could yeah. never be. I miss MagSafe. Yeah. I did like MagSafe a lot, but right. there was it right. was always Apple or nothing at that point. The one thing yeah. I have worried, and, and Anchor has done a pretty good job, I think, of, you know, there are a lot of counterfeit power chargers that go around. This is a big problem, yeah. with, especially with iPhone chargers. And yeah. it's a big risk because that stuff you know when that goes wrong <laughs> that, that, that catches fire right like that's not great so mm-hmm. uh, anchor is at least given like i i feel like they have a, a good rep like yeah. their stuff tends to not catch fire it's <laughs> just yeah. like i mean that's I've, the highest rep few, you can have i've gotten a few other things i can't remember what the other things were but i mean that USB-C thing is awesome and i've never had a bad experience with the stuff that i bought from them so but I, I get I get Jackery stuff too because I, I think that's the the wire cutter usually recommends Jackery batteries. So, so wait, Dave, are, are you using the the Anchor forty watt four port or the Anchor sixty watt six port USB wall charger? Uh, the four port. Okay, so it's, forty watts is enough to get all those di- devices juiced up. Yeah, I've had no problems with it. Yeah, it does. It supports the higher charging rate, I think, too, for the iPad. I um. 
I I pack typically a you know just a like a USB hub, uh, a powered USB hub, and that's how I charge everything. But this is interesting because it's one. It's smaller. It's super <laughs> compact. It fits. I've got it right here actually. <laughs> Do you see that, listeners? Yeah, look at this. Take look at look. this. Look how pulls, small this is. Pulls it out of his body. Look. Yeah, I could swallow this. Twenty six dollars with free one day. <laughs> I would say it's it's about the size of the power brick for my MacBook Air. So. Which is, you know, it's bigger than the iPad one, but it's pretty, um, still pretty small. It's got the flip down. I wish it had the little thing that you can swap the, um, the, yeah, uh, for the longer cord. Yeah, oh, that, well, the international charger, like you oh, can like swap yeah. stuff. It doesn't have that, but it's for what it is. I mean, it feels, it feels well made. It feels solid. I've used it a bunch now. It's been very reliable. Um, and yeah, having, being able to like slip that yeah, in the bag and thing. not have to worry about, you know, will I have enough like ports to charge everything is great. Yeah. I said 65 watts at 60 watts, but the thing that I have, but, but that's enough. I mean, the point is it's enough to get to the 60 the watt one is Pro. the same price as the 40 watt one, but it has the longer cord as opposed to the, uh, plugging directly in. And I can't decide if that's better or not for my purposes. Just buy them all. No one of each. <laughs> <laughs> I still have zero devices that actually have USB-C on them. Same. I got four ports right here, man. <laughs> Show off. <laughs> Three of them ain't doing nothing. Nobody likes to brag at malts. <laughs> Look at that guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I think that's, I think it's kind of nice. Just, I mean, I, I will look forward to, I, mean, I think in probably like two years, it's going to be amazing. Because like it, once I, you know, cycle out my old usba stuff and just get down to the point where i have nothing but usbc that'll be pretty awesome the usba the usba is my is my least favorite sporting association mm-hmm. in the country yeah well <laughs> you know i have a uh, a non-techie <laughs> friend just speaking of of usbc not specifically but just the idea of changing ports <laughs> i have a non-techie friend and coworker who had been using like an iphone 5 for a while and yesterday she was convinced she was going to get the seven plus, which she did. And today she was like furious when we had our morning call and she's like, I, where do I plug in my headphones? Like just a non techie person who was not prepared for this problem. <laughs> um, she's like, I can't plug in my, my earpiece. I have to use their shitty included ones in the box. Um, and she's like, so, this is like making my day so much worse. Doesn't this stuff like make you miserable? And I'm like, I do remember when it first came out and I was miserable. Like even when they, I, you know what? I, like even when they when they switched to lightning headphones when they switched to lightning charger but now i have those cables everywhere like i'm all, I'm all set yeah right. but there is there is initial pain okay. and i forgot how it can affect the so listen how would you like to spend 160 dollars more <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, it does it um it still it still comes with the adapter right the lightning it comes with the adapter and yeah it comes yeah, with the adapter yeah. and the the wired lightning headphones. i'm honestly still using the adapter just on my standard wired headphones and it's definitely a little more annoying but it's it, i've gotten used to it it's fine it's Here i finally go. got one of those double she got like a um name brand we we got a crappy one like i, I got stocking stuffers for karen and hank that they were just like really inexpensive um splitter things for their iphone sevens and those lasted like <laughs> like three weeks maybe <laughs> and she finally got one i think it's belkin or something um and so she's pretty happy with that yeah yeah not with me though oh well yeah <laughs> she can join that club yeah right i know <laughs> so, 
she is first in line however <laughs> that's that's true we'll we will line up behind her that's fine yeah did you see that uh apple has created a diversity position no it did not i think this may be new as of uh today uh, as we record this on Tuesday, the former Worldwide Human Resources uh, VP, Denise Young-Smith, will now run diversity programs for the company under a newly created okay. VP position. <laughs> I was going to say, did they fill it with a white man? <laughs> <laughs> Creation of a new VP role for Apple's inclusion and diversity team, uh, and she'll report directly to Tim Cook. Nice. So, yeah, that's good. Nice. You know, they, <laughs> they could use the help. It, it, it can't hurt. Uh, let me ask you guys this, because I do not know. I haven't paid any attention to it. What exactly is today at Apple, and why should I be excited about it? <laughs> well, do you like going to uh, Apple stores, Lex? Not yeah. that much. <laughs> All right, this is not for you. <laughs> then, yeah. Don't uh, ask questions. So it's kind of like the stuff they used to do where they have, like, events at Apple stores. Yes. Uh, some of them are classes. Some of, like, some of them are classes specifically about Apple technology, from what I can tell. Some of them are classes about like more general like creative pursuits like editing video, uh, taking pictures, mixing music, um, and then some of them are also there are like concerts and other like arts arts events. So yeah, I think they're just trying to kind of seems like what they're trying to do is turn the store into like a place for people to come and gather, like a cafe except without any coffee so that seems like i don't know how that's gonna play out <laughs> yeah but yeah i don't think that's i don't know it's an interesting idea i'm not sure if it will pay off for them or not but maybe and this is angela aaron's yes pet project child. so they have a bunch yeah. of different like categories of stuff i'm looking at their site now there's photo and video music art and design coding business kids and parents teachers and product stuff interesting the place near mayor is adverti- is advertising a photo walk yeah i keep seeing them promote the photo walk which i guess is like a w- way that you can learn more about taking better pictures yeah there's one in the at the downtown boston store that i guess you walk around and they'll show you how to use filters and framing and other techniques so guess that's a thing sweet <laughs> yeah it doesn't sound I, i'm getting the sense that none of us are going i don't know that this nope. <laughs> is is aimed at us no i guess not i know there's certainly things that i could that i could learn but uh i know everything i want to know i don't mm, i don't i don't want to learn anything new <laughs> dan's done i'm finished my brain is full huh. you peaked i get it the little uh little thing popped <laughs> yep ding <laughs> ding okay well. brain is done <laughs> somebody just scored points on inconceivable <laughs> and an angel got its wings <laughs> it's really kind of a multi-purpose thing i really don't like that movie i'm just gonna say it <laughs> wow okay, I know I it's, like not popular, it's not a popular opinion you're supposed to love that movie I'm not crazy about that movie. The minute that the minute that old guy accidentally gives the bad guy a whole like gigantic wad of money, I'm out. Like, does that just make you anxious or something? No, it just makes me angry. Like, okay, you you gave you gave this doddering idiot the all the money that's going to be you know the money that's going to save your bank, and then whoops, he handed it to your arch nemesis. Well, you know, you want to trust people. You want to think the best mm. of people. Yeah. Well. Maybe that's what. Maybe that's my problem with the John. Movie. <laughs> John, it's like that time I gave you a sandwich, and then you ate the entire sandwich. 
Ian Sheridan. I don't all. remember that. I know that's the worst part. <laughs> oh, is that? I'm sure that's aggravating. It's really annoying. Nope, don't remember any sandwich. Erp. <laughs> Sorry, line starts at Karen. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> the Couchbase Engagement Database is the only database specifically designed to deliver brilliant customer experiences across all your web, mobile, and Internet of Things apps. You get unparalleled agility, manageability, and performance at any scale. Your customers get continuously richer experiences. Learn more at couchbase.com slash the rebound. Uh, what else is going on? That sentence has spurred so many podcasting gold moments. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's cutting that. <laughs> what other shit can we fill up the show with? Maybe he's not. 